Well, I get this all the time. People go to me, I want to train, I want to look like you. And I go to him, no, you don't want to look like me. You want to look better than me. Absolutely. You're going to be better than me. That's what you want to do in that. Like, you want to motivate people. You want to pick people up. You don't want to put them down. If people do better than you, be happy for them. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on everyone? Thank you for tuning into another episode of Find Your Voice. So I should actually begin this episode by saying Happy New Year. That's how long it's been since I've been back on the podcast. But I'm delighted to start 2021 with an exciting guest. A guest who, this is going to be the first time actually we're having a conversation. But it's somebody who I saw online. And it's very rare that when I'm scrolling through social media and I'm flicking my thumb up, that something makes me stop and think. And I end up watching that scene just for a moment. And I thought, this is a perfect way to restart Find Your Voice because as many of you know, I took a bit of a sabbatical from Find Your Voice last year. It was two episodes a week for well, two years. November was my last one, but I thought I need to get started. And I think today's episode, I'm very confident it's going to give us a lot of takeaways. So I'm very, very grateful for Sadaj joining us today who has taken time out of his day to come onto the show. So thank you so much for coming onto the show. How are we doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much for inviting me, brother. It means means so much to me. I mean, it's such a big thing. And when you like told me about it, like I was like, "Are you really t telling me to come on this show?" Like, you know, what I mean, I was really shocked in that. But thank you very much. I appreciate. It. Thank you very much. You're very very welcome. So I want to bring you onto the show for quite a few reasons, actually, because yes, your story is pretty remarkable in terms of what you've had to go through. And adversity is normally a theme that underlines find your voice, but also the work that you're doing today. You're almost becoming a bit of an influencer now, which is which is nice to see, but you're very transparent in what you do. There's no sort of hidden agendas or anything. You're very much where your heart on your sleeve. You say what needs to be said. You speak with a lot of kindness as well, but you demonstrate a, an incredible work ethic, which is obviously going to come through in your story as well. So what I normally like to do at this point of the show is just get the guest, that which is yourself, just to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your life. Well, I'm uh, a bodybuilder who was born in England and I spent a lot of time in Pakistan uh, because my dad wanted us to know our roots and stuff. I've got three other brothers. Uh, the names are, it's weird because it's, the older one is Miraj, then you've got Siraj, then Misa, Taj, then Diraj. Uh, we've all, all got Ajis and that. So um, the thing is, we're, we're close. We're, like, we're close family. Um, the thing is, for me, I'm a hard worker. I do security. I've done security for such a long time. I used to own a business, a supplement business. Uh, then after that, I went into bodybuilding. Uh, I've done my bodybuilding. First show, I come second. And when I've done the second show, British finals, I come fourth in the country uh, at my weight category. Then after that, then I've done a competition in Barcelona, Arnold Classic. Um, I come in Muscle Fitness Magazine as well. Um, they've done like three pages on me. That was a, like a big achievement because when I started training in my days and I, there was no YouTube or anything like that, all you had to do is read Muscle and Fitness magazine. And that was like a big, big, massive achievement for me. Uh, and I come last 2019, I come uh, third in the country as well. Uh, just working on big goals. And the uh, thing is with uh, the social media, I'm just trying to do 
uh, positive uh, messages to people, trying to motivate them that, like, you know, think positive and, you know what I mean, so try to just motivate them and advise them in a good way. That's what I do. And I feel good about it, to be honest. So Absolutely. it's a good thing I'm doing. Yeah. And you should do, and you should do. So you've got some great awards there. Hopefully we'll get a first place coming up soon as well. So we've all got... Hopefully, thing. hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully. We've got our fingers crossed hopefully. for you. So hopefully. the first one I actually saw from yourself was nothing to do with bodybuilding. But obviously when I watched it, I could tell this guy definitely goes to the gym and, you know, he takes great, great pride in his appearance. But it was about you growing up and i think you were at the age of 10 if my memory serves me correct where something bad happened in your life and nobody listening to this may go through the same circumstance in terms of the exact experience but people deal with grief on a daily basis we all sadly lose people in our lives and for yourself sadly it was your father if you wouldn't mind if you could just take a slightly back there a little bit and then explain how you then had to transition into getting to where you are now growing up without one of your parents um the thing is with me i'll tell you what um my father was an amazing person like he was the best father in the world like he used to laugh with us he used to make jokes with us he used to play with us and the thing is the best time we had with him he was always there for us and like he was one of them people who was loved by everyone and uh, he was like a kid with the kids and adult with the adults and that everyone used to come to advice to him and everything else. So he was a big, big, like a huge thing in our uh, life and that, you know what I mean? Uh, a massive, massive uh, thing in our life. Like, you know, you know, father is always is. Um, so when I was the age of 10, uh, what happened is um, we all were asleep and um, we, I woke up with my brother next to me because like, we were sharing the bed. Uh, we, we, back home in Pakistan, we sleep outside in summer. So I just saw a man like, hiding his face and uh, wearing balaclava, had an AK-47 and hold it down to my dad and then told my dad to get up. So And I looked at my brother and I thought I was having a dream. Like, you know, it felt like a dream. So as soon as my dad was getting up, he just shot him. He shot him here on the shoulder and the bullet hit my younger brother because it went out for my dad and hit my younger brother. I got up and I must have said something because I was really young and the guys just ran off and uh, left because we live in the mountains and that is like um, a really bad area that, you know, the thing is, there's nothing around. Like you got your own house and you got your neighbors and stuff and that, but it's not a lot going on. So um, the thing is, all of us four brothers got up and my younger brother, he was lucky the bullet just passed his leg because the bullet could have hit his leg and it could have damaged him for life. And my dad was laying down and he was just bleeding. And we were just screaming, shouting. We didn't know what to do. Um, so what we did, and uh, my older brother went to the roof, started shouting for my uncle because my family was there. Then my uncle come along. My mum was staying at um, uh, my, my other uncle's uh, night because they had a wedding going on. So she went there. We were lucky that she wasn't there because anything could have happened. Um, uh, the thing is then what happened is um, everyone come along. There's like houses, like 20, 30 minutes walk and stuff and that. So everyone was doing this. Well, they went to get my mum as well. Uh, they carried my dad in a, in a, what you call it, a bed. And the thing is, like the cars couldn't come to our house. It was like a mile walk, a half a mile walk. So they had to take him, but they didn't know about the bullet went out. They thought the bullet was still in there because everyone was just rushing around and everything else. Um, uh, after that, like my dad lost a lot of blood. Um, so they took him to the hospital in Pakistan. 
And, you know, the amazing thing was the whole village queued up to give my dad blood. You know, that was an amazing thing. And, like, you know, we went to see him, make sure he's all right and stuff, and there's, like, people coming up to us. And, you know, being kids at that age, you don't really know what's going on, and you know what I mean? So so what happened, he was in the hospital for a month because the bullet hit all of his organs inside, and I think he hit his uh, uh, back as well, and he lost the feelings in his legs. So they brought him here to England uh, to stop Mandeville Hospital, and he was alive for five days. Then he passed away in the hospital. Um, that was it. But we were in Pakistan with my mum's uh, brother, my uncle, and he was like they knew that my dad passed away, but they wanted to keep it quiet so make sure none of us find out about it. None of us boys. Uh, so they took us to the CEP shower, and we were staying there because in in Pakistan, when someone passes away, they do like a, a, a announcement that this person's passed away. Uh, you know, be ready for the janaza or get the burial or anything like that. So my uncle didn't want us to hear that. Therefore, like, you know, we will tell him when your dad is coming. So the thing is, we come back uh, to the village and my dad, my uncle goes, uh, let's go to your house, like in a joke, right? And I thought, you know what? Who knows? My dad might be coming back. You know what I mean? He might be feeling bad. So when we walked in, the four of us brothers walked in and... Um, my nan come up to make Allah bless her. She passed away not that long ago. She come up to us and she goes, just to let you guys know your dad passed away. And seriously, four of us brothers started crying. And um, it's a bit emotional to talk about this, but the thing is we started crying and uh, start hugging each other. And you know what I mean? It was really, really hurtful because such a big part of our life was taken away from us. And that, you know what I mean? Um, um, the thing is, after that, like, uh, like my mum, so it was hard. We we done the burial. We were there and everything else, and you know, Alhamdulillah, everything went good. And the thing is, with my mum, was four of us boys, and I don't know if you're from like if you ever people out there, they would know how hard it is for a woman to live in Pakistan. She was doing everything for us. My dad' dream was that we should go to the city and go to the school there. So my mum thought, you know what? I followed the dream. She build the house and you know took us to the city we were going to school there and stuff and it was really hard for her to like going to school speaking to the guys and stuff speaking to the men because the men over there they're like kind of treat women in, in a different way you know you know so but my mum was still trying her best bringing us up and you know boys at that age is really really um hard and um like um you know, uh, we were hard work. We were hard work, and that, you know, the thing is, we were hard work. We were giving my mum a hard time, but she still stacked by us and done everything for us and brought us up. And um, so that was like, you know, that was, uh, I felt the single mum thing and that, you know what I mean? How, a, what a single mum goes through. Um, and that was she did. So at the end, we come here. I mean, I started working. Um, and um, like now, I'm a father of kids of two and the thing is one thing I don't want them to feel to have a life without a dad so that's why I'm so into their life and doing everything and that's my motivation that's my love and the thing is like I'm so like that was that was my path what I went with my dad what happened to me that's that was my path and it made me who I am it made me a better father a better husband you know what I mean a better person because, you know, sometimes you have to go through in life with things like that, and that's your path to go through. And that time was the hardest thing. And I, But if I could, I won't change nothing because it won't make me who I am today. 
It won't make me uh, meeting my wife that who reverted to Islam and become a Muslim. Um, it won't have them two kids and that, you know what I mean? So the thing is, it, it just makes you who you are. Everyone goes through a different path, but that's your path. And that you have to go through that path to make you who you are. You know, don't, I'd never have no regrets in that. And uh, thank God, man, seriously, seriously. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think if my dad was alive, I wouldn't be this person that who I am today. So if you're committed to not only enhancing your mental health, but also your physical well-being too, then you need to check out our new sponsors, Health Excel, providing you the best superfood blends on the market in their non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and of course, organic formulas, they bring you superfoods like no others you have seen on the market. They also don't just stop there as they provide you free consistent information to educate and empower you on your overall health and well-being journey. So don't just stop at the end of a Find Your Voice episode. Get yourself some XL blends and put the odds in your flavour. Once it goes live, there will also be a unique discount for anyone who comes from the Find Your Voice podcast as you guys are now part of my family and I only want to see you thrive even more. So check out the links in the description below and get notified as soon as they go live. Back to the episode. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for going that's, that whole story as well. And obviously it's um, it's an emotional subject and um, I'm sorry to hear about your nan as well who passed away that you just said recently as well. So my, my, my thoughts go out to you. There's a few things I want to just touch on that because I'm sure people who have lost, especially parents, can resonate with this as well. So as you were talking about that, it reminded me of my mom. So my mom lost her dad when she was young. I never got to see my nana. And a lot of the stuff you were saying, I, I see so much strength in her. So how I see physical strength in you for the stuff that you're doing now in a day, I see it in her as well. She doesn't lift weights, for example, but she's such a resilient, strong lady. And it's that because of that path that she had, that adversity she had as a young child, it almost forced her to become so strong and so resilient moving forward. Um, what I loved, I just want to pick this up, is you said when your, your dad got shot that the village queued up to donate blood. And I love that. Because I think that is such an important message of what a character and what a human being he must have been for the for the for the community to stand up and say, We'll give you a part of us. Like that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And when I heard you say that, it made me think about when I die one day, I hope I have the same That's it. That's that's my thing as well. Like the thing is, till this day, my dad's passed away. Uh, like he was my age. He was 37 when he passed away, okay? And it's a young age and my mum didn't remarry, like she spent her life for us and she was around about 32, 33 and that's a young age for women, you know what I mean? So she spent her whole life for us because she loved my dad, you know? Uh, and that that's what, like, like for me, that's what true love is. So uh, what you call it, till this day, my dad's passed away over 20 years, till this day, people come to me that spent time with my dad and went to school with their friends they still tell me stories about my dad. You know what I mean? They still tell me stories about that, my dad. And this is my thing, that if I if I leave tomorrow, anything happens to me, and I'll make funny videos with my kids, and anything else, I want people to talk about me to my kids. All my kids go on my social media and they go, yeah, that's my dad. He was so funny. He was this and that. And that's where you want to live behind in that, you know what I mean? Because that's that's a, that's the good thing that you have to leave behind with the kids like my dad did, and that's what we have to remember. You know what I mean? So that's that's how you can relive with them again. You know, that's the whole thing of it. Yeah, it sounds really simple as you're saying that, but sometimes you need to go through something really bad 
to have that perspective. I want to touch on something then, if, if I may. So, Yes, bro, go on. One of the, one of the things I, I always recognize is when somebody goes through something bad in life, there, there's two paths then. And I'm, I'm just breaking it down to make it simple. That person can then either become a victim for the rest of their lives and then end up going down a spiral, or they can take that and become stronger from it and just keep moving forward. A bit like yourself, your goal now is to make sure that you're your children are proud and that you become the best father and that you're always in their life. And I absolutely love that for my, for myself, I use my mom as an example, but then on the other side, and I know it's an illness, but my uncles, when they lost their, their dad, they, they turned to alcohol, a completely different yeah. path. Yet they were all grew up in the same house. So I'm always fascinated by the person who takes the right path, because what I want people listening to this is listen, that hurt, that pain isn't going to go away. But what we then have is a chance to move forward the right way take that right step don't go the wrong way what things were you doing maybe younger age maybe even late in your later ages that you thought i don't want to be a victim of this this tragedy i want to now use this as sort of fuel and motivation was it the gym was it finding bodybuilding was that your outlet yeah gym was the best thing but the way i used to think about it is i used to think if my dad could see me now what kind of person who want me to become you know what i mean so the thing is i know people go through hard things in their life and stuff you have to remember because no person that loves you wants you to destroy themselves because of them. You know what I mean? Because up there, they might be in a happy place and you're here destroying yourself. The thing is, what you have to do is keep their memories, keep their memories alive and do something positive. I mean, I would say give money to charity on their name and do something amazing on their name. You know what I mean? The thing that's that's what we have to remember that you can destroy yourself, but it's not going to do good for anyone. But you can do something positive and maybe help people who are going through the same thing as you. And trust me, that's the best thing that you can do when you start helping others. I get so many people that are going through the same thing and I advise them to what to do. Even who's uh, who's a single, um, uh, like a mother, uh, son, and that, you know what I mean? Their fathers left them when they were young. And they go to me, how did you do it? And I explain to them. And I say to them, look, if any time you need anything, come, I'm here. You know what I mean? And that's what you have to do. You have to pass that positive energy because you're in that situation for a reason. You know, like you say, you've got two paths. You can take the wrong path, don't help anyone, and just focus on yourself. Or you've got the good path. You can help other people, help yourself, and be positive and take it as it is. Because... It doesn't matter what you do, nothing's going to change that what's happened. So you have to move forward and just get along with it. And trust me, the person who's passed away, if he could see you destroying yourself, he would not like it. Absolutely. I'm sure he's looking down very proud. Before I move on to the next point, I also want to say um, I have a lot of admiration for your mom as well. I think what an amazing, yeah, she's amazing. What an amazing woman. I mean, we all say it. I think everyone's biased and we all think our moms are incredible, but... For a, for a single mom as well, you know, to, to, to raise you as well. And you can see through your videos, because obviously prior to the show, I had to do a bit of stalking and just listen to some of the stuff that you were saying, just responded to comments. And I know there's a lot of trolls and stuff on social media as well. 100%, 100%. It's crazy. And, and I love the way you're always trying to respond with like empathy and like with kindness. And and that that's traits that you've developed that's from your parents and from your upbringing, which I think is brilliant. So Great, great answer there. I'm not going to try and repeat it again, but it is literally think about when you lose that person, they're looking down on you now. How can you now make every day to make them proud? Because I, I, I'm pretty confident. You know, I'm not a religious person myself, but I'm very confident that they're up there looking down on us. And that's the best way that we should choose to live our life. Well, the thing is, like, 
my father would want me to be a good father to my kids and that's what I'm doing like you know be a good father look after my mum look after my brothers be there you know be religious you know remember him because every time I pray I pray for him um, the thing is we're, we're building a mosque on his name now uh, such a massive massive thing and that you know uh, like the thing is like with these things and that, if you're religious you will understand it. if you don't but like I'm just saying we're trying to do good things on his name and that you know what I mean so trying to keep his name alive you know that's the main thing trying to keep his name alive I think like you know sometimes it's good like people say look put it at back of your head and don't think about this person and thank you but yeah you need that time to heal but once you start healing that time then what you need to do is focus on the good thing that what the person's done and that will make you a better person and start motivating you to do more good and you know be like i i think and you know, what we do is pick certain things from certain people like with our parents and you know, we pick like the goods and this that and everything else and that's what you have to do that's what you have to do you know i love that let yeah. me ask you a question then so you're, you're very dedicated to your craft just segueing ever so slightly in terms of bodybuilding and I, I urge people after this to, to obviously follow him as well, follow your socials, and you'll see that this person literally, you know, puts the hard work in. And I absolutely love that. I always have admiration for working hard. I think that should never be an excuse. If you fail because of circumstances or resources, that's fine, but never fail because of a lack of hard work. So I love that about you. What's your definition of success for yourself? How would you determine a successful life? I, I just think, and I give 100% to everything. Don't leave any stone unturned. Give it all you got, all you got that, you know what I mean, what you can give. Then, you know, if you don't success, at least you can look back that you can say that, you know what, I gave it everything that I had. You know, everything you do in life and that, you have to think that way. And that's what I've learned and that, like, being a bodybuilder, I gave it everything I had, you know what I mean? Like, when you're prepping for a show, you're so tired and low food, you can't even talk. But you have to think about the big picture. I'm motivating youngsters, you know what I mean, they're, looking up to me um, because I want to take them out the streets and uh, the knife crimes and, you know, like drugs and everything else. I'm trying to say, look, pick a sports and that, that you can focus on because I think everyone's gifted in a certain thing. If they're focused on it, they, if they give it 110%, they can get somewhere. But the thing is they focus that energy, that gift on something bad than something good, you know? And that's what I want to say to them that like, you know, that motivate yourself. And that's what I do now. If I do feel like, I can't be bothered, then I think, you know what, there's a lot of people watching me now and getting motivated, and I pick myself back up. And, you know, that's what you have to do. Like, I get loads of negative comments from people that people I know that are, used to be my friends and they'll attack you. That's what you get. But I use that for motivation. Any hate or anything I've ever had, I've used it for motivation. As a kid, I was bullied because being fat, uh, by the people who I was bullied by, they become my best friends and they come to me for advice now. So the thing is, that's a sign of success for me. I have nothing against them at all, you know what I mean? Because that's that's the past and that. But that's how it changed. In the gym when I was training, there was people going to me, why are you killing yourself for? Why are you killing yourself for? You're not going to get anywhere. And in my head, I used to think that, you watch what I do, you <laughs> yes. watch what I do. Seriously, you know, them guys that come to me, they said, oh, can I have a training session with you now? So that's what you have to understand that, like, you know, if you want something in life, you have to give it 100%. If you start listening to people that they say to you, you can't do, you can't do this, trust me, you will never get anywhere in life. 
You know, never get anywhere in life. Absolutely. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Self self belief and discipline, two two of the biggest things. If you could discipline yourself to a craft or whatever it is that you choose to do. I did the same thing with um with Find Your Voice. I suffered with anxiety and, and shyness. So I had to get hypnotherapy just to be able to talk to people. So me reaching out to you now, it's not a problem. I can do it. But two years ago, I'd be too shy to even message you or have this conversation. I'd do it by audio. Um, and But I always believe that there, there are messages and stories worth sharing, like yours and like the guests that have come before. I also believed I wasn't the only one suffering with anxiety on a daily basis. And men's mental health is huge. I wasn't the only one having somewhat depressive thoughts at, at certain times and things that men just go through. So I thought I need to put this out there in the universe. And I believed in myself. And I remember when I started, there were people probably thinking like, why are you going to start a podcast? Who wants to listen to you? But here we are, even after taking a big break, we're nearly under 200,000 listens across the world, 55 countries. We've hit top 10 in so many countries. I'm like, it's important. And like, but if I had listened to those naysayers, I would have just been that shy boy for the rest of my life again. And this is why like, I, again, everything you were saying there, I was just, I was nodding my head. And I was like, this is what I encourage from people because you are going to get those negative people. You are going to get those moments where imposter syndrome kicks in, where you think, am I actually good enough? Sometimes I put this mic on and because of the success of the downloads, I get nervous and anxious again. I'm like, how do I live up to that? But then again, mm. it's just about being true to yourself and just trying to improve by 1% as you probably do in the gym, get that one extra rep out. Yeah, 100%. The thing is, like, with you, if you want that person who you are, if you're going through anxiety and everything else, you will never understand what other people go through. So that's your gift. You know what I mean? That's your thing. That's your path to help others. How would you understand that? Like, with me, this is what happened to me. I never understand depression. When people used to have depression, I used to go, oh, you'd be all right, man. Just focus. Go to the gym and do some, you know, do some weights. Last year hit me. Depression hit me hard. The thing is, it was a thing for me to go through to understand other people. And it hit me really, really hard. I was really down for months. I didn't feel like doing anything. And it happens to the most. And it's the worst thing that ever happens to you because you can't shake it off. You can't shake it off. It's always there. When you wake up, it's there. When you go to sleep, it's there. You know, nothing. And you just look down on yourself. And it happens to the most of us. I'm such a positive person. And it happened to me. Now I understand. I mean, I don't understand it to the max, but when people go through it, I can kind of understand them what they go through. You know what I mean? So the thing is you have to go through them things. A person like you can talk to a person who's going through anxiety because I can't talk to someone. You know what I mean? And that's your thing in that. Like sometimes, you know, you, sometimes you might think something is a curse, but it's not. It's a blessing in a way, but we don't 100%, see it. 100%. Yeah. This is why I, I urge and encourage people it's called find your voice and that's a metaphor for find your way in life and the important thing is your that's the most important word because we're in a world where we're on social media and we're trying to be like other people for example most bodybuilders may want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock rather than be themselves and 100% themselves and we're trying to imitate other people but what what you're forgetting there is you're losing your gift I never realized that the thing I thought was the worst thing about me my anxiety is my gift I'm also an empath so as a guy so I, I used to box and boxing is a very like bravado sport. I, I love the gym. I'm, I'm very into that. But I'm also a very emotional guy. I probably cry more often than most guys because I could watch a film with a wife and she knows that I'm getting teary before her. I realized that was a <laughs> gift because what that allowed me to do, do is to have conversations with people like yourself. And, and I almost feel your pain to be able to understand and listen. As a result of that, it's made the podcast a success. And, and, and there's somebody listening now who probably needs to hear the message you said because they have a gift. They have something they may think 
this is strange about me. This is awkward. I promise you it's not because there's a million people out there who want to hear from somebody like yourself. And this is this is why I did the show. So thank you. Thank you for that answer. I absolutely love that. I want to ask you then, segueing just slightly off that, what's your daily routine like? And the reason I ask this is because you're a very positive person, but I believe that success or the product that we are today is a result of our habits. So if you could tell us some of your habits and some of your daily routines. My daily routine, trust me, this is my daily routine. I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning now because it's like dark in the morning. So I get ready, get my breakfast ready, like have my supplements and everything else. Then I do my morning prayer, read the Quran, uh, do my cardio and empty stomach, come home, have my breakfast, then I have my supplements. Then what I do is do my morning prayers, read the Quran, go for my cardio in the morning, come home, um, have my breakfast. Then after that, I go spend time with the kids because school, uh, homeschooling now, so spend time with them. Then after that, when I, um, I have to have a meal every three hours. So I have to time my meals every three hours. You have to weigh the food and eat them. And then like that's what I go through the day uh, till six o'clock, have my last, well, my meal before the gym, have a pre-workout, then I'll go to the gym, train, come home, have a post-workout, and then before bedtime, I have another meal, and that's it. That's my day. So basically just Daily eating thing. all day. <laughs> eating, you have to, because like with the eating is the main thing, because when you're getting ready for a show, you need to lose a certain amount of weight um, a, a week. So the thing is now I've got about over 10 weeks for my show, uh, hopefully it's in March and that. So I'm just getting ready for a show now. And that's what I have to do. That's always my daily routine. Same thing every morning. It never changes. You know what I mean? It never, ever changes. And between that, I make some TikTok videos and here, there, you know what I mean? So if I get a good idea, because with me, I'm one of them people. I'm a creator. So if I hear, I, I listen to a good idea or something like that, or like I see it comes to my head, I have to make it there and then. I can't just wait around and thinking, I'll so tell my missus, look, get the camera ready. And she's like, oh, not again, not again. Like, you know what I mean? So I have to do it there and then. Uh, it's just that that's what I do now, you know, so. I love it. No, I appreciate that. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, your content's brilliant because it's quite diverse as well. One of my friends and that um, said to me, look, uh, because I do loads of funny videos. I don't know if you've seen the character I made up, Mr. Rahman and that is a character. Yeah. So the thing is, he, I, I was putting these videos up on Instagram and Facebook and I was making people laugh and that. I don't know, like a picture of me and my son. So it's like me shave my beard off, put a towel on there with my son because he looks like me. And it went on a lad Bible. It went crazy. It went viral. I didn't even put it. Someone else got the money and put it up there. And people were like sending me, this is you. This is you. So he goes to me, look, you're funny. Put you put yourself on TikTok. I thought, no, nah, man, this is for like little girls or something. You know what I mean? So, or, you know what I mean? Just funny videos. I went on there, started doing a few videos and I just like start going crazy and crazy and crazy. So, I have I've been on there for about a year now. So the thing is still going, still going. But the best thing is you get such a positive people that people who like you get on there. But the negative side is bad as well. It's really bad. bad and negative. It's very yeah. bad. It is a shame that we live in a world where people think it's okay to sit behind a keyboard and somebody's just like yourself trying to give education or trying to entertain or make somebody smile that we think it's okay to be nasty to that person without knowing anything about their life. And I know in your comments as well, because you get a lot of comments, you've got like a very, very good following on there. I don't know how you deal with it. I know. The thing is that you have to have a thick skin and I like it. The thing is, I just laugh at them because the thing is, if you're a successful person, you're doing something good in life. 
would you ever hate on someone? No, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? So a person who's in a low place, they must be in a bad place or something like that, to say something like that, you know what I mean? So that's the way I look at it. I, in a way, I sometimes I just feel sorry for them, to be honest. It must take you a lot of hate, a lot of anger, to for you to write something like that. And I just laugh at them. And sometimes I, I like... I. People sometimes think I take it personal, but I don't. You know what I mean? I just laugh at them and look at them. and I, but, but but that's the whole thing of it. The thing is, you just have to have a thick skin for it. And um, I am like that because I always had that, you know, like... Because when i done my first competition, there was, like, close friends that people that I knew that were close to me. And they start hating on me and uh, start writing, like, comments and sending me messages. And so it really hurt me, like, and I'm thinking... Why are they doing this? Why are they here hating on me? Then one of my friends said to me, look, they're sitting on the backside not doing anything, and there's you working your ass off and, you know, doing this. In that time, I was doing four jobs. I was doing four jobs, competing, training, you know what I mean, uh, and doing all this, that. And the thing is, they were like, it, it's crazy because some days I only used to get like three, uh, two to three. On the weekends, I used to get only two to three hours sleep and go to the next job. You know what I mean? So the thing is, they don't, they can't be me because I'm one of them people that like I have to, like if I want something, I will do whatever it takes to get that thing and that. You know. I love that. So I think there's there's it. an element of when you're doing something for yourself and you're happy and you're striving and you're progressing in something, it makes them feel uncomfortable about their own life because yeah. they know they're not moving forward. And then that's where like the hater syndrome comes because. We were speaking on the Men's Mental Health podcast um, last week about online hate, how people can just be nasty to people online. And we were saying it was so much easier back in the day where if you wanted to send a message to somebody, you had to get an envelope, you had to get a piece of paper, write down the message, then go to the post office and then post it. By the time you do all of that effort, you think oh, it's not even worth saying. Whereas nowadays we can just pick up our mobile phone and within two minutes say something nasty. And I kind of miss those old times as good as social media is. Sometimes you just think, oh, like wish the trolls stay there but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that forever otherwise i want to move on with the show if i if i may i want to ask you something then so people have got to know your story a little bit and and obviously your mindset and your character is brilliant what i want to know though is being through everything that you've been through and all, all the all the trials and tribulations you've been through in this particular time right now what's your biggest fear biggest fear is is losing my family that's my biggest fear. Every time, everything and that. Like for me, nothing else matters and that is my family. That my family, my kids, my wife is is a big, big thing. And that is my biggest motivation. When I had my daughter, my daughter is the oldest, and when I hold her and I thought, you know what? I need to do something great um, for my kids to look up to me. You know what I mean? And that's why I got into everything else and that. Like I opened a shop, um, a supplement shop and you know, going into bodybuilding. When I went into bodybuilding, I don't know if you've seen my documentary. I've done a documentary on, uh, it's on know. YouTube. I'll, I'll watch, watch it. Out. it. It's really, really good. Yeah, it took us three years to make and that, and it shows wow. my journey. Uh, so the thing is, it, and we what we did, we uh, donated money to a charity. Um, There's a little boy who had cancer and they needed some donation and stuff. So we got like £10,000 for the donation. And that's why I did it. I said, I'm not going to do it for personal reasons. I'm going to do it for something good. Um, it shows my journey. So that was my thing. My kids are my motivation. My family is my motivation. You know what I mean? I want them to have a father they look up to then thinking, you know what? I want to be that thing. I look, I'm dyslexic. I haven't been to school. And sometimes when I write something down on comments or like thingy or post and that, I have to show it to my wife two or three times. I'm going to, oh, how do you spell this? You know what I mean? 
because my spelling is so bad. I didn't go to school properly because I was back and forward, back and forward. But I made it work, you know what I mean? I made it work and that. And that's the thing. I don't want that for my kids and that. I want them to be amazing. I want them to be even so much better. When people go to me that, like, well, I get this all the time. People go to me, I want to train, I want to look like you. And I go to him, no, you don't want to look like me. You want to look better than me. Absolutely. You're be better than me. Absolutely. That's it. You know what I mean? That's what you want to do in that. Like, you want to motivate people. You want to pick people up. You don't want to put them down. If people do better than you, be happy for them. Be be happy for them. And that's a special person to be like that. You know what I mean? If you start hating on people, trust me, take my word for this to all the haters and trolls. You're never going to get anywhere in life. So stop hating, start loving, and that's it. You'll be successful. 100%. But my motivation is my kids and my family. 100%. Without what, doubt. What you just said there is the first time I've heard anyone else say it because I get asked because I'm a property investor full time. Yeah. So finally this year we've actually done well and I struggled yeah. for the last four or five years. I was making mistakes, losing money, people running off, ripping me off and I finally made some good, good projects turn into a success and I get a lot of young people now especially through social media saying I want to do what you've done and I say the exact same thing as you no you don't want to do what I've done you want to do it better than me and you want to do it quicker than me and you don't want to make all the mistakes that I make because nothing would make me happier than for you to not go through the pain that I've been through have the sleepless nights as a man knowing that you've potentially lost everything I'd rather you guys do much better than me because what I realize is it takes nothing away from my life if anything it adds to my life to know I was a very small percentage of you potentially moving forward so i i love i love that about you what you're doing there yeah the thing is like for me is if someone does something great then you help them out the feeling you get is priceless it's priceless you can't beat that feeling like when i like people because i do diet plans for people and stuff and that and the reason like i don't charge that much because i'm trying to help them out and when they achieve what they want to achieve trust me the messages they sent me and stuff and i go to look I only showed you the path. You done the work. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I showed you the road and that, like, you know, look, follow that road. And you followed it. And you were the one who was walking on that road and you did it. You know what I mean? And that's what we need to do. And they're so happy with the hard work and what they've done, what they achieved. And that's my, that what makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Nothing else. Money, no, don't, like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of money, not a big fan of nice cars or anything like that like doesn't in, no interest is like you know that's my motivation that is my passion to help people out and when i help people out and they see that smile on their face and they're happy it makes me happy i love that bro i love it the funny thing is obviously this is our first conversation we've ever properly had but watching you on social media it's it's so nice and reassuring that you are the person i thought you were before i brought you onto the show oh, thank you thank you you're definitely like the perfect guest for this. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, man. It's such a big thing. I'm still like, wow, like well, you invited me. <laughs> you, you were saying I mean? it, so... it was your second <laughs> podcast. And, and you know, I think yeah. anyone up, up until this stage is going to say it's an absolutely incredible podcast with so much takeaways. But we do have to move on to the, the final few questions, if I may. So just before we jump into that, there's a bit that I never told you about. And this is called the fun part of the show. So what I'm going to do here is ask you random questions. And you've got to answer very quickly with one word or one sentence. Look, I'm a bit slow, right? Just take <laughs> it easy. Fine. Take your time, don't worry, don't worry. Okay. I can cut out the dead space, so don't worry too much. Oh. Okay, so I think I know the answer for the first one. Your favourite hobby? Bodybuilding. The biggest mistake you made last year? Biggest mistake I made last year. Okay. It's the biggest mistake. I should have gone on holiday. I, I think a lot of people have said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your proudest achievement? My family. Love it. 
Your favorite motivational speaker? Uh, has to be Arnold. The best lesson anyone has ever taught you? Is my mum. Be, be a good person and treat everyone the same. Your number one piece of advice to the youth today? Don't waste your time. Do something amazing. And the final one is, would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? I think when would I die? If I need to do something great in that, then I can do it before I, I die. you're doing it. I think you're doing it right <laughs> every day. <laughs> you're doing well. So. Brilliant. So he's bringing us towards the end of the show now. So I've just got two more questions. Um, the next question is about reflection. So I'm a firm believer that hindsight teaches us a lot of things. What I want to know is if you could maybe go back to a younger you with all your wisdom that you have today, knowing that if you stick to the stuff that you've stuck to, it gets you to where you are today. But whisper something in a younger Sataj is here. What would you say? Uh, don't have arranged marriage. Is that from bad experience in the past? <laughs> yeah, bad experience. Okay. I had arranged marriages. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's good advice. That's good advice. It'll probably save you a lot of years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, brilliant. And that brings us to the last question then. And the last question I always ask is about legacy. So we briefly touched about your father's legacy, which is a fantastic one. And long may that continue as well, especially with the stuff that you're building out as well. But this is about your legacy now. So if in 150 years time, Science fails to save us and neither of us are here. But all that exists is a book. Now, this book is about you. It's about your life. And it's about all of the amazing things that you've done, all of the lives that you've touched. Everything's in that, in that book about you. Firstly, what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the summary tell us about you to entice someone to pick it up? So when you pick it up at the back, what's it telling the reader? Well, the reader can know that like you're right. It doesn't matter what you go through, anything you go through, you always can come back up and move forward. You know what I mean? So the thing is, don't let anything bring you down um, because nothing can kick you down. You know what I mean? So you always fight and fight for it till the day you die. The titles um, never look back. Okay, so what, what I'd normally do at this stage is I want you to obviously give us your social media handle so anyone listening to this can obviously follow you, follow your journey yeah. as well. Hopefully they laugh along you. the way as well, which I'm sure they will do. Um, but Thank just you. before I close that show, is there anything you wish I had asked you today or any final messages you want to leave anyone with? Um, nothing. I just um, want to say that, like, have a perfect balance in life. Um, the thing is, a lot of people don't focus a lot on their family and the kids and they just do everything outside. I have a perfect balance because I, I think when you have kids and your family, um, and when you have, especially have kids and uh, you've had your life, you know what I mean? The thing is, when you have kids, that's your responsibility to bring them up now and bring them up properly, spend time with them, have laughs with them, have good times with them, make good memories with them because life is short. And tomorrow, if you pass away, you want them to remember you, not as a person that my dad was always at work and did us, didn't give us that time. Be that person. You know, my, my dad was amazing. He spent so much time with us. You know what I mean? So be that person. And I don't be that person that like, wouldn't give that time to the kids and that because end of the day as a father is your responsibility to be there for your kids and teach them and spend them time and show them love and you know when they grow up they will follow the same thing as well thank you for sharing that and what's the best place then people can follow your journey um they can follow me on tiktok sir taj Rahman, and instagram uh, i've got a facebook page same name as well uh, but you can show i'm sure you can find me on tiktok Sir Taj Rahman. Um, and the thing is, just follow my journey. I'll be doing loads of 
funny videos you know what you can get in in the one minute so <laughs> absolutely it's tough so, isn't yeah. it in 60 seconds it is, it is it is sometimes i'm doing the speech and the like the end then when it, the line is going to end and i start speeding it up and then it goes off yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah but yeah keep doing what you're doing it's really inspiring not just for myself and i'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of the listeners as well thank you again for obviously sharing your story because a lot of it was deep and meaningful as well. So I truly appreciate you coming on Find Your Voice and sharing that. I'm sure the listeners are going to appreciate it. And thank you to everyone else at home for listening as well. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.